Amen. The book of Exodus, chapter number 15, and verse number 1. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Exodus, chapter 15, and verse number 1. Amen. I need someone to help me preach this morning. Amen. Amen. Talk back to me, as one preacher said. Amen. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. And spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord. Everyone say, I will sing. I will sing. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider, talking about Pharaoh and his army, amen, hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. And then just skipping a few verses down uh, to verse number 20. Amen. And we're going to read just a couple of more verses. Verse number 20 of Exodus chapter 15. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously the horse. And his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The first part of this chapter is Moses and the men of Israel uh, worshiping the Lord, singing songs of Zion, singing songs of praise to the Lord for his deliverance. And then following that uh, song, that time of worship by the men and Moses, Miriam begins to get the tambourine in her hand. And begins to follow suit and lead the women of the nation into a song of praise and a, a dance before the Lord. And I want to preach here this morning for a few moments on this, uh, this topic. Uh, Moses' and Miriam's song. Moses and Miriam's song. Amen. Let's pray one more time. God, we thank you for your presence We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your spirit and power. Lord, that is here. Lord, that is has been woven throughout this service today, Lord. God, we come before your presence. God, we're singing. We recognize you for who you are today, Lord. And we want to give you praise and worship. We want to remember what you've done in our lives and what you are doing currently, God, and what you have yet to do here today, Lord, and in our future. We give you all the praise and all the worship. We give you the glory. We give you the honor today. Hallelujah. Before you're seated, I want somebody to clap their hands and lift up their voice. Hallelujah. I want someone to give them a shout of praise here today. God, we thank you today for all that you've done. Thank you today, Lord, that you've destroyed our enemies. Thank you today, 
change. Amen. A matter of time, the church will worship and praise God. It's anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds before they stop and say, move on to the next portion of the service. But I believe in the house of God today. There's a people that are thankful for what God's done in their lives. Thank you, Lord, for saving mom and dad. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for doing what you've done in my life. Hallelujah. Thank you today, Lord, that I'm standing besides. I'm standing amongst the people that are representatives of the power of God to change a life. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, before you're seated one more time. Come on, I want us to take some time and give Him praise today. Amen, just like in this passage of Scripture, it was Moses and Miriam that began to reflect back on what God had just done for them. They had a reason to rejoice. They had a reason to sing the songs of Zion. They had a reason to lift up their voices and give God praise. Hallelujah. God is still worthy of praise and worship today. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before you're seated today, I want us to just shout a hearty hallelujah one more time. Come on. Come on one more time. Hallelujah. 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 We praise you, Lord. You are worthy of all the praise. All the worship, all the honor, and all the glory. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated here today. Amen. Uh, I am thankful today. Amen. Reading this uh, chapter and the verses in this chapter uh, will cause any one of us to reflect back upon what God has done in our lives. How many still remembers what God did for you? Amen. So long time ago. Uh, this song of Moses uh, that is, takes up the bulk of the, uh, the first part of this chapter. Uh, it is a song that divides itself primarily into two parts. The first part from verses 1 through 12 is retrospective. It is a looking back on what God had just done for the children of Israel as, they, as God brought them out of Egyptian bondage and slavery and He brought them through the Red Sea. And now they stand upon the other side, the other shore of the Red Sea and they, they look back and they see, amen, Pharaoh and his army and the chariots of that army being dismantled and being destroyed. Amen. As uh, God brings judgment upon the Egyptian army and the Egyptian people. And so the first part is them reflecting back on what God has done for them. And I believe that every one of us, amen, in our daily time of prayer, 
there ought to be a time when we begin to reflect back and we begin to thank God. And I want to remind the church today, may we never forget what God did for us at an old-fashioned apostolic altar of repentance. May we never get away from that landmark moment and landmark experience in our lives. As God has delivered some from alcohol, God's delivered others from drug addiction. God's delivered others from brokenheartedness. And God's delivered others from lasciviousness, that unbridled lust that ruled and reigned in your life. And we ought to never forget what God has done for us. But the, the second part of this song of Moses from verses 13 through 18 uh, is prospective. It is a looking forward. It is a describing the effects that would flow from the deliverance in future time. Because the past and your past experiences in God's presence are not meant to be some stale, stagnant story of your past, but those things that God did for you and God has performed in your life are meant to help you shape your future in a different direction. It is meant to help give you perspective that you need as you face the future of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want my encounter with God, my experience with God to just be my past. But I want it to influence, amen, how I look to the future. And I want to always remember, God, you have been merciful to me. You've been good to me. You've been faithful. And I've got to live my life, God, in such a way as to show my gratitude and to show my thankfulness for what you've done in my life. The first uh, portion of this uh, uh, this first portion of the scripture, the part that is retrospective, is further subdivided by commentators into three unequal portions, each commencing with an address to Jehovah or to the God of the Old Testament, and each terminating with a statement of the great fact that the Egyptians were destroyed, that the Egyptians were swallowed up in Exodus. 15, 2 through 5, the Lord is my strength. And alas, they sank into the bottom as a stone. In Exodus 15, 6 through 10, it is thy right hand, O Lord. And it ends, and they sank like lead in the mighty waters. In Exodus 15, verses 11 through 12, it is who is like thee, O Lord. And it ends with the earth swallowed them. Amen. Can I tell you, it also matters how you begin your time of prayer. If you begin your time of prayer and your life with a focus upon Him, with a focus upon the Lord, if He becomes your focus from the onset of your story, then I guarantee you and I want to tell you that your story will end in victory and in triumph. Hallelujah. Your story if began in a place of consecration before the Lord. Your story if began in a place of worship to Him. If that's how your story, if you allow God to begin your story with worship, your story will end in victory and in triumph. 
Amen. We, 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 we see through this chapter and verse, uh, all these verses of the things that God has done. And the, the first portion, as we mentioned, is Moses' song uh, about the goodness of the Lord. Uh, and then there is a sequel to the first song of Moses. Everyone say sequel. The sequel uh, to the song is begins in verse number 20 and goes through verse number 21. And it is a, the song of Miriam. Miriam begins to take her leave from the men of God and the men of God in her life. Miriam begins to, uh, she, her and all of the women begin to see what God is doing among the men. And they begin to see what God's doing in the nation of Israel. And they don't stand back as idle, uh, as idle bodies. They don't stand, they're not relegated to the sidelines. But Miriam recognizes as a woman, I am not discounted. As a woman, I am not second place. But as a woman, I also have a right to worship the Lord. I've got a right to praise Him. Amen. As we sang a long time ago, ain't nobody got a right like the true Lord who's seen the light. And Miriam begins, amen, to lead the ladies of the nation in reinforcing the message and the song of Moses and the men of Israel. She reinforces the message of Moses. Reinforces the message of the man of God in the nation. And I want to say it like this. What would happen if, amen, following the church, the church service today, and we leave the church service and we go to our respective places, what would happen if mommy and daddy, grandma and grandpa, amen, didn't chop down the message that was preached behind the pulpit and didn't discount and disregard and say, well, baby, we don't believe like that preacher. But what would happen if mommy and daddy, amen, big sister, big brother, amen, after the service began to reinforce the message and begin to say, we agree with the preaching of our pastor. We agree with the word of the Lord. Amen. I believe that there could be unity. There could be power with God. There could be a forcefulness. Amen. A revival in this land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need a people that will reinforce the message. And it doesn't just start when you leave service. But it begins throughout the course of the service. As the singers begin to sing and the musicians begin to play, amen, we ought to just get right involved and say, I'm not going to let them do that by themselves, but I'm going to worship God. I'm going to run and play. I'm going to turn. I'm going to dance. I'm going to worship God. Moses, you ain't got to worship God by yourself. The people of God are going to come together and worship God with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They begin to reinforce the message and the song of Moses. They begin to unite as a nation. God was trying to bring unity among the people. God was saying, don't just watch others worship God. The message to Abundant Life Center today is don't just watch others worship God. Don't just say entertain me, preacher. Entertain me, musician, music team. But let's 
into one voice and reinforce the teachings and the preachings and the direction set for us from a pulpit. Amen. Where thus saith the word of the Lord goes forth every Sunday and every Wednesday. Hallelujah. What would happen today? Amen. What would happen in 2020 in Abundant Life Center if the men, amen, here in Exodus chapter 15 were still the leaders of worship and praise before the Lord. What would happen, amen, if some young men and some adult men, amen, begin to get out of the aisle and begin to worship God. Amen. I'm not waiting for the ladies to leave me. I'm going to leave the ladies. I'm going to worship God. With all of my heart. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What would happen if the men were the strong leaders and the women were the supporters of the God-given vision from the men of God? Miriam, the Bible describes her in verse number 20 as Miriam the prophetess. That's the... the, uh, the feminine version of the word prophet or the man of God. God used Miriam. She was a prophetess according to scriptures. Miriam, the Bible describes her as a prophetess. And can I tell you today that God wants to raise up some women in this church that will have a connection with heaven. God wants to raise up some women in this church that know how to touch God. They know how to get a hold of God. God wants to raise up, amen, some young women, some older women, some young girls that know how to pray. They know how to touch God. Oh, this gospel does not discriminate. Amen. The males from the females. Amen. It puts in both the distinction. But the scriptures allow the women to worship God with all of their hearts. With all of their souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to raise up these kind of women that learn. Amen. Whenever things not going well, they want to get a tambourine. And they know how to lift up their voice and sing the name of Jesus. 
Amen. The world will tell you that women are simply an object of a man's desire and an object of gratification. But the word will tell you that women in the church have unlimited potential. The women have unlimited potential in God. It's in the scriptures that we read about stories such as Exodus chapter 15 about a man, a woman named Miriam. Later on in scriptures, we would read about a a woman named Deborah that God began to use, amen, to fight back the armies, amen, of the people of God. God used a woman named Deborah. God used a woman named Anna. God used a woman named Huldah who delivered a message to Hezekiah. God used, amen, women after women, lady after lady in scriptures. This is not a man's religion. Amen. This is a man for all peoples. Amen. For male and female. God wants to use the men to worship. And God wants to use the women to worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says in verse number 20, Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And the Bible says all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. Amen. They began to dance before the Lord. They began to worship God. They began to make noise. They began to lift up their voices. They weren't concerned about anybody else. Amen. Because my little girl, amen, she hears a song since I 
And though she's not even two yet, she's dancing like this. Amen. She's running the aisles. She's worshiping God. And she's spending her joy. And she's thanking God. Because what she feels. Hallelujah. I want the next generation to see my example. When that next generation looks up and sees mommy and daddy worshiping the Lord. If mom and dad could get together and worship God together. What unity there'd be in the home. What strength there'd be in our families. This accord of unity between the men and the women is an unstoppable force. Amen. I get tired. Amen. Of seeing church led by women all the time. Nothing against the women. I believe the women have a vital role as I stated a moment ago. And I don't negate what I stated. But but there's something about a church, amen, that that the men are worshiping God. And they're on fire for God. And the women are right there next to them doing the same. But I get tired of seeing churches, amen, led by women when the men sit idly by and refuse to worship God, refuse to clap their hands and to give God praise. Hallelujah. May we be a church where all together begin to come together and begin to worship Him as one voice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's stretch our hands one more time to heaven here this afternoon. Come on, let's just stretch our hands as high as we can to heaven this morning and begin to talk to the Lord, begin to worship God. Come on, I can't hear you today. Come on, I can't hear you. Amen. I want us to lift our voices. I want us to give Him glory, to give Him praise, and to give Him honor today. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. The song of Moses remembers what God brought them out from. Amen. It was the Egyptian taskmaster of sin. Amen. I want you to look at me today. I want you to see me today. Amen. Amen. Moses sing about how that God delivered them from sin and from slavery. God delivered them from making those bricks in that scorching sun with that whip upon their back and the blisters that formed from the beating upon their body. Amen. And the the tiredness as the sun sapped the life out of them. Amen. The dryness in their mouth as they lived parched for lack of water. Amen. The, 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 The contracting of their stomach as they lacked food. They remembered back what it was like. They remembered back. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for what God has done. The scripture makes a statement in the New Testament. 
believe it's the Apostle Paul, makes a statement talking about the idolater and the fornicator and the sinner and, and all the things uh, that go on in a lifestyle of sin. And the Apostle Paul reminds them, such were some of you, but you're washed, you're clean, you've been redeemed, God's moved in your life. It's a song of remembrance. And it's a song that says, if he, get, if he did that for me back then, he can see me through anything. That's right. In the rearview mirror today, Moses sees an Egyptian army as he looks off in the distance. And he said, that was the man that God hardened his heart. Pharaoh, his, his heart was hardened time after time, over and over again. That man that wouldn't submit his will to God's. That man that thought it was all about him and that God didn't have a people. That man that thought he was bigger and better and more powerful than God is now at the bottom of the Red Sea. And the people that have followed the man of God, Moses, those people are standing on a place of promise. Those people are standing in a place of promise. Amen. I want to remind somebody here today, in spite of the size, in spite of the power, in spite of the force, and in spite of the influence from Egypt, it still was no match for the God of the the Israelites. And for us today, no matter the size of your problem, it still is no match for God. No matter how complicated your problem is, it still is no match for the Lord. And no matter the pressure you feel against you on this Sunday afternoon, it still is no match for the Lord. God is able. God is able. God is able to turn it around and make you a victor today. He's able to do it here this afternoon. Would you stand with me as we close this service out? Amen. I'm reading tonight, today, this afternoon, as I close from the book of Psalms, chapter 107, verse number 1. Sister Jean will probably have it on the overhead. Psalms 107 and verse number 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good, and his mer- for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Somebody say, that's me today. That's me. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east, and from the west, and from the north, and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. The Bible says it was hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. That they might go to a city of habitation. Verse number 8 says, 
Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Amen. For He satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. Here in Psalms 107, 1 through 9. Amen. God extends mercy. God reaches. Amen. God is showing His faithfulness. Amen. God is. Amen. As Brother Paul said a moment ago, He is a good steward. And a good steward is faithful. My life is in the hands of God. And as long, amen, as my life is in the hands of God, it's in the hands of a good steward that's faithful. 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 Psalms 107 Amen reveals the defeat of the enemy in your life when it says hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy God is able to redeem somebody today He's able to refill somebody today. Amen. There's people here today that need a refill of the Holy Ghost. Need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. Need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. In the presence of God. If you'll just lift up your voice. If you'll just say yes to God and surrender your heart to Him. Don't fight God. Don't resist the revelation. Amen. Don't resist what God has done in your life. But surrender yourself. And when God begins to work, as the scripture says in Psalms 107, there's a gathering together of the scatteredness of your life. The broken, the fragmented pieces of a person's life. At an altar of repentance. At an old-fashioned apostolic altar. God begins to put things back together. And things begin to fall into their proper order. And in their perfect placement. God begins to work in a person's life. In Psalms 107, he's bringing uh, direction to the wandering. There's no more wandering for the people of God. Because God gives direction. He gives satisfaction for the hungry and the thirsty. He gives deliverance from distresses. But Psalms in verse 9 says that we're to praise Him. Verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. I believe that the psalmist of Psalm 107 recognized this is not happening like it should. And there was a longing in his soul that says, Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would praise him. Amen. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Amen. As we close this service, I want everyone to come to this front altar area today. I want us as a church to come together in this front altar area as we close this service out today. I'm not going to ask you to do anything that's going to embarrass you today. Hallelujah. I just want as a sign of togetherness. 
And in the scripture, Exodus 15, the men led the charge. The women followed suit. We'll worship God together. I believe that there's power when God's people unite in worship and praise. There's power when God's people unite in worship and praise. As we close this service here today, I'd like for us to take a few moments and I'd like for us to just lift our hands. And for this next few moments, I want us to think back on what God's done for us. And I want us to simply just begin to thank the Lord for what God has done in our lives. Amen. I want us to pray right now. I want us to give the Lord some thanks and some praise here today in this place. Come on, if if there's anybody here that's thankful today, I want us to lift our voices. I want us to just say thank you, Lord, for bringing me up out of the slavery of sin. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Thank you for letting me come to the house and worship on this Sunday morning. Come on, as the music plays. Amen. A little bit louder. I want us to lift our voices a little bit louder. And I want us to begin to thank Him. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Come on. Come on, I need some Holy Ghost. 